Thanks for taking the time to listen to this NHS Employers podcast. For all the latest NHS HR workforce information, visit www.nhsemployers.org. Hello everyone, my name's Stephen Weeks. I'm Policy Manager with NHS Employers with special responsibility for staff engagement. And welcome to this series of podcasts on the research evidence around staff engagement. And in this series, we're going to be looking at the emerging findings from a National Institute of Health Research funded study on the evidence base for uh, employee engagement with special relevance to the NHS. And we're going to be featuring uh, different aspects of that um, work in various podcasts. Welcome everyone, and in this podcast we're going to be in discussion with Adrian Madden, Research Fellow at the University of Sussex working on the NHIR employee engagement research, and uh, Adrian is going to be looking at an issue which wasn't originally within the scope of the research, but the links between employee engagement and health and well-being. Over to you, Adrian. Well, it, it, it is an interesting topic because, as you say, we, we didn't directly ask this question um, in terms of the evidence synthesis. We, we did, in the first instance, cast our, our net of interest very widely, and we identified an enormous volume of, of, of literature. I think it was almost three quarters of a million items in the first instance, which we obviously quickly had to reduce down through our research questions. And our research questions, more specifically, were about the links between morale and performance mm-hmm. and engagement. So they're looking at engagement as an outcome. And then also between well, what, what are the drivers of engagement, which Katie and Dillis have already spoken about in, in, in a separate interview. Um, and, and so they were looking at engagement as outcome. And, and health and well-being came up. Uh, I have to say, you know, the, the evidence isn't direct. We've had to infer quite a lot. What, what, what we found in terms of health and well-being was that when we looked at the relationship between morale and health, there were sort of aspects of morale defined quite widely, mm. which were linked to employee engagement. So things like life satisfaction. Um, or things like general health and psychological health, along with other things, which I think you might expect, like stress and burnout, mm. uh, and then some other kind of less less clear kind of linkages between things like workability or uh, vacations mm. and engagement. Um, and I think it, it, you know it was interesting because if you, you know, as you know probably very well, historically health was defined in very negative or deficit terms as, as the as the absence of disease or or or, or, or uh, illness. Engagement has similarly been defined in the past as sort of the absence of burnout. Mm. More recently, because of this positive psychology movement, there's a, there's, a, there's a desire to kind of define it in more positive terms. And it has been positively defined in terms of life satisfaction. Um, and what, what the evidence generally shows is that there is a kind of a positive association between life satisfaction being a kind of a personal evaluation, a cognitive evaluation of how you feel in relation to the sort of other people and, and your, your whole life overall. Um, and, th- and that's something which is sort of mirrored in, in the general workforce as well as in the health context. Um, some very interesting research, for example, in Finland amongst dentists showed that actually not only is there a positive association between life satisfaction um, and employee engagement, but actually that's quite a long term relationship. So th- they looked, for example, over four, five, even seven years and saw that, in, that, that life satisfaction positively predicted uh, levels of employee engagement. And, and as I say, in the wider workforce, there was very, very similar findings, but there was also some very interesting stuff. This, this uh, relationship between uh, life satisfaction and engagement has, has a, a kind of a, an optimal level. So one study showed that, yes, engagement is linked 
to, 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 to life satisfaction, but there is also this notion of, of workaholism. So this, is a, this is an interesting issue because it's more, it's more recently emerged in the, in the debate. So is it possible to be over-engaged? Exactly that. Exactly. Yeah. There's a point at which, you know, if, 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 I'm not sure it has been so well conceptually defined mm. that we can talk about workaholism as mm. some kind of over-engagement. Mm. But, but, but for now, in the absence of other evidence, that seems to be exactly the case, that there is an optimum level. And I think it's something that organisations, particularly the NHS, would, would, would do well to think about, that you know, someone who throws himself into their work mm. actually could be, could be deleterious to, to their health and well-being. And obviously not, aside from being a wrong for that individual, obviously not sustainable for the organisation as a whole yes. um, in terms of long-term delivery, uh, delivery of care. Exactly that, exactly that. And, and, and again, those kinds of interesting things come up when we look at other aspects of health and well-being in relation to morale, for instance, the, the, the research into psychological and general health, again, shows positive associations between engagement and general health. But there was a recent study in Ireland amongst uh, midwives by Freeney and Philens, and what they looked at was this, this link between engagement and health. But, and what they found was actually that engagement was, a more, was more positively associated um, with health than social support. Can you clarify that a bit? Well, what I mean is that generally speaking, the kind of the team context right. seemed to be something that's a very important factor in sure. people's general sort of health and relation yeah. to work. Well, what they found was, in fact, that engagement was a better predictor of that than social support. Right. Now, there's a problem, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's worth raising this because it's a problem with the evidence that in the case of general health, so they were looking at the general health question, they were using the general health questionnaire yeah. as yeah. a measure. Similarly, life satisfaction was using these self-reported measures. Right. And one of the problems when you find kind of surprising things like this, that, that social supports are less important mm-hmm. in terms of work, work context and health, that, that maybe we need to be looking, taking a slightly different approach and going back again, mm-hmm. because it's an interesting finding right. uh, that engagement might actually be more important than social support. But uh, based on that one study, it's not sufficient. Probably insufficient to, yeah. make, to, make, yeah. to make that conclusion. Does the most of the evidence around employee engagement and health look mostly at the mental health issue, or, or the, is it the issues around about positive psychology and positive approach to work? Um, th- there was there was a lot of that. I mean, a lot of it did focus on burnout and stress. Right. Uh, and and in fact, um, as I said earlier, that used to be the way in which engagement was previously sure. defined. But and, and and the interest in burnout and stress still still persists. So there is that uh, general. Because we've got a slight paradox in the staff survey this year. We showed improving levels of overall staff engagement and even of motivation and slight improvement on satisfaction, but higher levels of stress. Yes, and uh, but, but there's, there's a kind of a paradox here, mm. and I'm not sure whether this is something that's come up in your conversations with Katie and Dillis, mm. but there is the underlying, how do you say this, the theoretical models yeah. behind a lot of the research are based on these kind of exchange-based mechanisms mm. around you know, what resources mm. and the impact of stress on performance and mm. engagement. It seems that when we're talking about the health context and say, for example, clinical settings or say, mm. for instance, nursing in particular, yeah. that relationship isn't as straightforward as we might That's think. Yeah. And there's a lot more happening in there. Mm. And the impact of stress, I mean, if I can, I, there's a very interesting, this is actually not so much about morale and, uh, and health, it's more about an organizational intervention. Sure. But it was a study in Australia by Ricard who looked at the impact of looking at workload stress amongst nurses. Mm. And what they found was that when they altered workload stress, that actually had a positive impact on nurses' psychological health, but it didn't impact on their engagement meant, at right. all. So engagement, we think, is you know, perhaps there's other things happening there. It's, it's about something else. So as I say, as much as the evidence is interesting, every time we look at it in a bit more depth, 
something else comes up that makes us stop and think, hold on, we, we need to be doing a great deal more research into this because there may well be three quarters of a million items of, of mm. literature out there, but actually what we know is based on, on quite a small number right. of studies which are, 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 are provocative. Well, at least the, the study has actually raised the issue, which is obviously a very big one um, for us in, the, uh, in the, the NHS context. Are there any other issues that have been brought out from the survey of evidence so far that you think would be worthy of look, looking at in more detail? I think I think turning to the, the sort of the drivers yeah. of engagement and the link with health and well-being, I think that's quite interesting. So here we're looking at engagement in terms of outcomes. Again, I mean, I, I, I do need to stress that there isn't an awful lot of right. reliable quality evidence. Sure. That, that, you know, but what is there is interesting. Uh, the general general sort of uh, direction of the evidence, if you like, is that there, there, there is an association between certain psychological states, so things like self-efficacy or resilience mm. or personal resources and, uh, and engagement, work engagement as an outcome. And there, there, again, there are some studies, couple in the, in the healthcare context, which look specifically at nurses and their their self coping mechanisms. And or, or in, in the case of one study, I think it was Bakibinga in Uganda, looked at this notion of self tuning, and the idea that how, you know how, how how nurses particularly use their time both in work or out of work to kind of adjust and cope with the stresses that they face can actually sustain their work engagement over long periods of time. And it's interesting because it also identifies negative ways of coping. So, for example, where there is, I don't know, this is this is in a Ugandan context. Yeah. So, I, I, again, th th there's a danger in trying to generalize in this. But in that context, and I'm sure this is true in the UK, the, the sort of the professional expectation that people cope hmm. uh, positively with the, the, the sort of the stresses that are, or, or, or the experiences of a patient, um, that's seen as something that nurses should do. What they found in Uganda was where, where that was actually put on to, to, to relatives or friends of a patient. That actually had a very had, had a negative impact on on their work engagement overall. So this this, this thing about you know resilience, coping, personal resources that seems to be quite important as well. And in fact, that's something that we're hoping to explore further in a subsequent piece of research um, in, in the coming year. Is the, the, these different aspects of resilience. That, that's, and we're also, that's something the NHS employers is, is exploring in terms of support that we might be able to offer. Okay. So obviously this, this um, like wasn't included in the original scope of the research has um, highlighted some many important issues that should be taken account of um, in both in terms of looking at them in, in more depth and also in the actions that we could take. Thanks very much, Adrian. Welcome.